In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Cleveland. It's a crazy day. I'm going to have my phone on during this podcast because everything just seems to be going crazy. But I'm here with Ian. Right, right, right. Ian, how are you, sir? I am good. I'm just digesting all these lovely Browns moves that were uh, moving and shaking there for the last hour or so. So a lot of new faces coming and going. So Okay, great. Ian, what ones are you most excited about that's happened today? So kind of as we talked about last time, um, the one that I kind of like, so Malik Jefferson the linebacker out of Texas, they brought in as a, a free agent kind of coming off of the cuts. He's the one I think that has the most upside. You know, you're talking about a guy 6'2", 236, uh, I think ran about a 4'5 at the combine. So this guy played against Baker, has a lot of familiarities um, with who he is, played at the University of Texas, you know, was first team all Big 12, probably came out a year too soon. A lot of the, you know, talk during the draft time with Brugler and a lot of those guys was he should have stayed one more year. Um, But he comes out, he's taken number 78th overall by the Bengals in the third round. Only played one year. I mean, I know he hurt his foot late in the first year, so he finished the year on IR. Not sure if maybe it's a scheme thing why they pushed him out. Um, I mean, this guy was the top linebacker coming out of high school. Freakish athleticism. Um, You know, they kind of projected him to start off in the Sam role coming into the pros and then moving to the mic eventually. But it was just really curious seeing uh, Cincinnati give up on him uh, that quickly. Yeah. Last year, he was one of my players I really wanted to draft at the Browns. Who do you see or where do you see him fitting within our roster? Who's going to be cut for him? How are we going to make room for him? So the the cuts they made was, um, which I found odd yesterday, that they were keeping five defensive tackles. That just seemed a little off balance. Most of the time you'll see the ends uh, stacked a little bit more. So uh, Trevon Coley's out. Uh, Justin Burris was released. And then they moved Drew Forbes to IR, which is nice because after the 53 cuts now, he can come back in eight games. Um, They can only designate one player to return. So we'll have to see how they do with that. Um, so that was three roster spots that they cleared, um, clearing room for Jefferson, uh, Ricky Seals Jones, the tight end out of Texas A&M, and then uh, Kadrell Hodge, who was the wide receiver, played with the Rams last year. So I think with Jefferson coming in, you see two defenders going out. You see two uh, offensive players coming in. So they've now shifted back from the 24-26 to the 25-25. Um, with one, I, one IR going for the O-line, that brings them down one, and then the uh, tight end and then the wide receiver coming in. So we now have six wide receivers, three tight ends. Um, they actually they have four tight ends because Farrell Brown did not get it released, which that's a unique one. And then they also left Steven Carlson on the practice squad. So that'll be, that'll be interesting to see how that plays out. I wonder if they're going to drop Brown to the practice squad now. I think you may be right about that. I, I, I don't know if there's a benefit to carrying that four tight ends on the opening day roster. The only thing is, is you do have Rico Gathers, who's on the one-game suspension. Um, so I think you may be on. I think you may be right with that one. But the tie-in we signed today, I'm really excited about him. He rates PFF third best 
blocking tight end out of 80. Um, been at Arizona with um, Kitchens and Monk, so he's got experience with them. And uh, yeah, I'm quite positive. Yeah, he's on. So he's actually the cousin of Hall of Famer Eric Dickerson. So he's got uh, athleticism in the bloodline. But we're talking about a six foot five, 250 pound tight end that can run a four seven. Um, I know he was undrafted out of AM in 17. Uh, former All-State or uh, All-American basketball player, if I'm not mistaken, as well. So you are talking about a guy that is insanely raw. But as you just mentioned with the pro football talk grades, this is a guy that's real stout at the point of attack, something that Demetrius Harrison, David Njoku do not have. Um, so I think this kind of fills that void for that blocking tight end because as we saw towards the end of last year, Freddie does like to go with that 22 personnel, uh, bringing that second tight end So second tight end in sorry about that um so i think that this one could end up paying the most immediate dividends um as i see jefferson kind of maybe carving out his role on special teams first but uh ricky seals jones could be a guy that we see um playing a number of snaps in the first couple weeks i think they really like him you know and as you stated played under steve wilkes last year and has familiarity uh with freddie kitchens when he was in arizona in 17 as well also he's got four touchdowns over the last two seasons yeah, he's a big boy. I mean, 6'5", 245, former basketball player. Um, he's right in that kind of Antonio Gates mold. Probably has the ability to kind of box people out. I remember last year, I actually picked him up on a flyer for uh, a week in fantasy when I, I kind of was short on tight ends. And he actually, I think, had a touchdown that game. So he's a big boy, good hands. Uh, I think you're talking about a guy with a lot of upside. You know, so he's definitely, I think, going to be a contributor, someone they were probably really happy to get especially having that 17th waiver wire selection. Yeah, and then we've also signed... Kadrell Hodge. So Kadrell Hodge um, is a was undrafted out of Prairie View a and um, He actually went to college at JUCO, I believe, or actually I think he started at Alcorn State as a quarterback and then transferred his sophomore year to the wide receiver role. Um, played 14 games with the Rams last year. He's interesting because he's a six foot two, 205-pound guy didn't really make that much of a impact on special teams. I think he had a couple of five tackles, um, played in a few postseason games, so he's got a little bit of experience. This may be a guy they just see a lot of upside in. But again, you're talking about that sixth wideout, so they may have a specific role carved out for him that uh, that we don't know. So that's a u- unique one. Not a huge amount of experience, but obviously a guy that they think has a lot of upside You know, over a guy like Braxton Miller or one of the guys that was in-house. So they bring him in, and, you know, they actually even kept uh, two wide receivers on the practice squad as well. So position they definitely value. We've got some more Browns news coming through as we talk. Colquitt. Has Britain, I see that. With the Vikings. Yes, and that's, ironically enough, Mike Prefer's old stomping grounds. So Prefer comes down from the Vikings to the Browns, and now the punter that he brought into the league goes back to the Vikings. So you may, uh, you know, I knew a couple of guys back in the days that used to tell me when it came towards the end of camp, a lot of Browns fans were asking, why didn't we trade Britton Colquitt? Here's a guy with value. A lot of times you go to the player and you say, hey, I want to give you the option to sign where you want. You know, by trading them, you're saying, well, only a certain number of teams, we narrow the market, go to them and Britain's earn the point to say, hey, you know, I'm going to sign where I want. And so I think they did him a solid and earned some favorites on that one. We've had the crazy uh, Greg Robinson cut as well. Yeah, that's a unique one. So my guess on that one is Dorsey's playing the old vet move 
Robinson's been a little bit slower developing. He finished the season strong. Um, so I think this is one of those ones where Dorsey is going to say, you know what, we release you. You instantly become a free agent just based on his uh, vesting status in the league. And then the, all the reports from every notable reporter, you've seen them all over Twitter, saying their plan is to re-sign him. My guess is they're reallocating some of the contract, maybe taking it to a two-year deal, um, lowering the guaranteed money. You know, one of the things I know Jack talked about uh, so expertly is really projecting out that cap over the next two, three years. So I think maybe they're trying to do something where they spread his money out and keep him around. Um, but that just shows you the amount of trust that they've built within the organization, that guys are willing to do that for him. So I do think that's a great thing for him. And the only other Browns news is this uh, Shelton Gibson, he was a fifth-round pick. Yes. So when we're talking about the practice squad, We've got, you know, your guy, JT Hassel, which glad they brought him back. One of the guys we mentioned before, Willie Wright, the center they really like. They brought him in. Steven Carlson, uh, Seth DeVal 2.0, the tight end from Princeton. Um, Willie Harvey, who is a guy I know that you've kind of openly uh, campaigned for on social media. He had many offers to go to other teams, stayed with the Browns. So that was a great piece of news. They, they uh, kept Derek Willies, another one that I know made uh, – Paul Brown, UK version, pretty happy. Um, <laughs> Robert Jackson, who we saw really kind of perform quite nicely on special teams. Um, Brandon Bryant, who's going to be your backup D tackle. And then, like you said, Shelton Gibson. So wide receiver out of Philly. He's actually from Cleveland Heights. Uh, I believe he went to West Virginia, did his college ball there. Was a pretty good uh, performer in college. Came out with the Eagles fifth round a couple of years ago. But he, his specialty is being a gunner. Um, I actually, as you know, I lived in Chicago. I remember watching a couple of years. I think it was either last year or before. He was acting as the gunner on Philly's punt coverage and was flying down the field, making plays all over. So he definitely has a role there. Um, somebody they probably really like and somebody that has a specific skill set in the special teams department. So, And how are you feeling, mate? Braxton Miller's not on this uh, roster or practice squad. Yeah, and he went unclaimed, which was, you know, interesting. I'm sure that there's teams out there that see some value in him. Um, you never know. We do have two practice squad spots open right now. The Browns are sitting at eight. You know, we kind of penciled in maybe, uh, Justin Burris getting one of those spots and then also, uh, maybe Farrell Brown. It would be a little more, a little bit unique for them to carry that second tight end. Um, so it'll be curious to see how they shake out with that room because we do have the two spots. I know Tiggy is back as our international player. Um, I think my, he's probably in what his third and last year that he can do that. So. It'll be interesting to see what they do with those last two roster spots. Definitely, I think one of them is earmarked for Burris, but the other one could be kind of open. Also unique, they don't have any running backs on that practice squad. That's a really good point, actually. I was, I was surprised they got rid of uh, Gray. I thought they were bringing him back. Yeah, and me as well. But anybody who's watched Hard Knocks kind of knows, sometimes the players you want to bring back, I don't remember a couple years ago with Tampa Bay, uh, the kid out of Boise State, Jeremy McNichols, uh, Jason Lick comes to him and says, hey, man, we want to bring you on the practice squad. He kind of flittered and fluttered, ended up walking. So you never know. They may have gone to Trayvon Gray and said, hey, we want you on the squad, and he preferred to go somewhere else. I have not seen his name attached anywhere, but he could be a guy that maybe they're just waiting to see the chips fall, or maybe he thinks there's a better opportunity somewhere else because the Browns do have a very deep backfield uh, when it comes to running back. Yeah, and the last name, he's back on our practice squad, Brandon Bryant, a defensive tackle. Upside D tackle um, showed a little bit in those three and uh, third and fourth preseason games. Um, the guy they probably like, but I mean the the top four there 
with Daniel Ucale, uh, Devereaux Lawrence, and then the starters, Ogie and uh, Shelton Richardson. That's just one of those ones where they're doing it in depth. Seth DeValve joined the Jaguars? Yes, I think I had that one. Uh, my shocking revelation. I just didn't see him ever do anything. You know, so much upside, so much ability. He just never, it never amounted to much. So maybe that's a good new start for him down there in Florida. The weather's nice. You know, maybe his in, his injury history uh, is left in Cleveland. But, you know, we always wish these guys the best. You know, I saw that former Browns lineman, I think uh, Spencer Drango signed with uh, the practice squad out in the Chargers. So you'll see a lot of guys that have kind of cut their teeth in Cleveland on a lot of different practice squads. But, you know, another magnificent job by Dorsey kind of getting the guys he wants because a lot of the names we see on that practice squad are the guys who had the good publicity, you know, so when you're watching the game, these were the guys we were looking out for. Freddie Kitchens singled them out, JT Hassel specifically. So another massive job just getting the guys they want in-house and having the culture in place. You know, Freddie Kitchens has done an amazing job getting these guys to re-sign. I mean, Willie Harvey, key example. Multiple offers says, no, I want to go to the Browns. And this is moments after we get claimed uh, a linebacker from Texas, the Malik Jefferson. So there's a battle there, but ends up taking the bait, joins the Browns. And, you know, next year after we have maybe a little bit different of a linebacker core, this guy could play a role because, you know, he showed some great flashes at the preseason. Here we go. Ian Rappaport just retweeted, the reason rookie Drew Forbes, who left the last preseason game with a knee injury, is headed to injury reserve. This allowed him the option of returning. And I think that's one of those ones. Freddie had called it a minor knee, uh, knee injury. So I think that's one where we could maybe see him taking over that right guard spot uh, towards the second half of the season because he showed a lot of promising upside. Last question for you, Ian, is how do you feel about Scottish Hammer being our punter? I think it was the biggest shock yesterday. Yeah, I think so. So obviously you have a vet like Britton Cole. And I think I even put on Twitter, like, you know, don't go over the uh, over the moon with some of these moves. I think Jack nailed it. I think he had said there was a $2 million savings over the years. I think it's just one of those ones where they see so much upside with that guy. I mean, he has a huge leg. He needs to work a little bit on his trajectory, a little bit low on the hang time sometimes. But I think that this is a guy who long-term they see a play with, so they didn't want to let him get out there. Because as we see, these kickers and punters moving and shaking. I mean, the Ravens traded one kicker to the Vikings who gets cut, and he ends up with the Jets. You know, so I think the hammer has a lot of upside. Sad to see Britton Cole go. Um, definitely, obviously, one of the top punters in the league. But hopefully with an offense like ours, we, uh, we don't need a punter to be booming 60, 70, 80 yarders. All right, Ian. Well, look, have a great holiday. It's been great speaking with you. Safe driving. Where are you off? Anywhere nice? Uh, yeah, I got a wedding this evening. So I will be, uh, I will be taking the lovely fiance, and we are going to a wedding. Not ours friend of ours so off to the western suburbs of chicago all right and, and wednesday when's the big day when's the wedding oh to be determined i'll let you know you'll be the first to know you were one of the first to know about the engagement you'll be one of the first to know about the date. all right Ian. all right buddy good chat and we'll catch up soon take care buddy